Hello and welcome, sister, mother, grandmother, woman of divine sovereignty. Welcome to Motherhood Herself. I am Star Taylor. I'm a 35-year-old mum from the Gold Coast in Sydney. I'm a wife and I'm a co-parent and a step-parent. And I'm coming into this space to speak to you, to express myself, to share with you my wisdom and my insight through my experiences in my life and all the contemplations and all of the progress and the processes that I have gone through to share with you some wisdom into parenting, marriage, women's business. And I'm, when I say women's business, I don't necessarily mean business itself, but it's women's stuff, you know. And I'm really wanting to uplift and empower you to remember your divine sovereignty, to remember your medicine, to remember that you are the ceremony, you are the medicine, you are the living prayer, and you are the one in your family that is to lead us into the new way, the new way of life that we are stepping into, to lead your family, to guide your children, to heal your men. And I really cannot wait to share all of my wisdom with you and get to know you, meet you, know you online. So I welcome you into this space. I'll let you know a tiny bit about myself. I am a Scorpio sun, Leo moon and a Capricorn rising. I am an ENFJ campaigner, manifesting generated 2-4 right angle cross of the Sphinx. Um, I'm responding strategy, sacral authority. My strongest sense is my inner vision and my preferred environment is markets places where I get to be around people but I'm also a hermit and I love to spend lots of time all by myself whilst also in the presence of other people <laughs> um, so welcome to this space I look forward to sharing all of my wisdom with you let's get right into this episode so I wanted to jump on and speak a little bit about co-parenting co-parenting oh my goodness what a journey it's not easy to raise your children in separate homes with separate ideals and influences and ideas of living two ways and perspectives of raising children being taught to our babies who end up being caught in the middle of the firing line between parents. It's no wonder our children learn to people please. The appeasing starts here. I see this within my own child. When we begin to teach our children that for them to feel comfort and love that they must say exactly what the other parent wants to hear even if it's not true to them and I feel like along this journey I have been really trying hard to eliminate the need for people pleasing the appeasement within my child because I know it doesn't work it doesn't work just not just here but it also doesn't work as they grow and as they turn into adults but it's not something that can be easily avoided um, you can't really blame a child for wanting to 
make both parents happy. But what then becomes an issue is the deceptions that are taught where children begin to learn to deceive other parents, to tell mistruths and lies, to please one other parent whilst also betraying the other. And it, it teaches them really valuable skills that do not actually serve them at their highest potential in their future. Learning to lie and manipulate situations and people to get what they want, but in the end they never get what they want. And when you look at this appeasement that um, begins to happen within our children when you're co-parenting, you start to see a little pattern playing out, and a pattern that will play out for their future. The lies and deception, the mistruths, the covering up of those mistruths, the trying to... Um, smooth over situations to avoid the discomfort of the experience of their own feelings and emotions and I feel a little torn within this because I do believe that it is our responsibility to bring our children forward into understanding the appeasement and what they are doing and how it does not serve their future it doesn't serve, like it just doesn't serve the highest, most divine potential for them in their future. But it's a skill that has been ingrained and taught to them to get what they want. And what ends up happening within this pattern is they play parents against each other. And when they aren't called forward or taught about what they are actually doing, what ends up happening is that they play one parent against the other. And the thing that they want is really to have a seamless and a smooth um, way of being raised, like not to have issues between parents, but they end up creating those issues because of the way that they appease and when they're appeasing they start telling lies and then when the other parent finds out about the lies they feel deceived and then it pins parent against parent and when parent is pinned against parent then the child actually loses out the most. When parents are not working together and they're working against one another and the child is uh, manipulating and knowing that to get what they want and they're not doing this from a space they're not necessarily doing this from a space of um, malice it's done because they know no better they don't understand the fullest extent of what they're actually doing but how do we teach our children to become accountable for their actions, to be accountable for their choices, to understand how their choices, their actions and their behavior impacts the whole. And I think this is a big problem within the whole of society is many of us as adults do not understand how our behaviors, our actions impact the whole. And this isn't about appeasing other people to make other people happy or to do what other people are doing to be a good little girl and a good little boy. 
and to follow rules exactly as they've been given to you because that's what everyone else is doing. It's about teaching autonomy to our children or teaching honesty, radical acceptance of what you think, feel and believe no matter what the consequence is of that thought, belief or behavior or action. And as a parent who really sees a different perspective here and, you know, for myself, I find that I am trying in every way possible to broaden my perspective, to open my heart wider, to um, alleviate this, um, what do you call it, to alleviate any drama in many ways and then many ways I suppose I create drama I create drama because I speak about things that people don't want me to speak about I speak into my in using my experiences to share a perspective that I believe in and then find that you know there are people who begin to stalk me who are on the other side who begin to stalk me create uh, fake accounts to find out what I am thinking, be, uh, saying, and then finding anything to say against me, which is fine. You don't have to agree with anything I say, and I don't really care anymore. If you don't believe or agree with me, it's totally fine. If you don't agree with me and you think this is a load of shit, you're right. You're totally right. Everything you believe is right. I'm not going to conform to what you believe, but you're right. You know. So I've been watching um, so much play out this year of my daughter living with her dad for the first time as a single mum who raised her as a single mum pregnant and then raising her purely as a single mum until she was five until I met my husband. You know, she just turned nine and spent her first year full time with her dad during a pandemic, which was humongous for us. And no one really cared that even though I'd seen my daughter every day since the day she was born, basically, that six months without seeing my daughter is not okay. You know, doing FaceTime twice a week, which I was made to feel bad about wanting to um, still bond with my daughter in the only way that we could during a pandemic, living interstate, not being able to see each other. Um, was really fascinating for me and for most of this year I, I felt really hard done by by it and a lot of what I'm experiencing now is a deeper surrender to you know it is what it is and everything is just perfect as it's meant to be it still doesn't mean that you know I never experienced the depth of hurt and pain for not having my child close by to me And I feel like I just want to share this because it's just, it's just raw, you know, it's real. Co-parenting is not an easy task for anyone. And it really calls you forward to surrender all that you really want. Knowing that there is going to be someone there that, whether it's you or the other person or the other parent, I mean, or somebody else within the extended family 
that is going to manipulate and coerce and interfere with the process of the co-parenting. Um, there's going to be a lot of ego battle of control and power is going to be massive where you know people would like to just insert themselves uh, to feel like they have power like they have control like they want to dominate um, in within the situation and I've played right into this in my own ways especially in the last uh, in the first three years sorry not the last three years the first three years of my daughter's life um, I felt very protective as a first-time mum, very uh, uncertain and just wanting to be sure to the most extremes, like most women will go to the extremes to be sure that our children are safe because women raise children differently to men and that's just a fact, there is no ifs or buts about that men just do not have the same capacity to be as nurturing as women actually i should take that back a little bit because there are some women that that lack the nurturing skills i think women just when you birth your own child that um you have an instinct and a wisdom about your child that cannot be like you just cannot get it any other way but by birthing holding that baby within your womb there is a connection that mother and child child um, bear within this process of gestation and birthing that a father will never ever understand and especially when our children in, are in their young years I do really believe that the mother is pivotal to the development of a child and especially the emotional development of a child and especially if the mother has emotional maturity um, and integrity then that definitely is going to create stronger children well it's i think when our children especially for girls they need to be around their mothers or a motherly figure um, boys as they age when they get a little bit older um, they definitely need father figures. They need a father figure, father or father figure around to help them navigate um, their hormones, their body, their world, the way that they perceive and feel about things. And that's why mothers are pivotal to, to girls is because girls need their mothers to usher them through the menstruation cycles, um, you know, things to understand what women go through, what girls go through, the complexity of being a female. And I think mothers just, they get things differently um, from what I have seen, not just for myself, but for many other mothers. I'm not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> I just feel like co-parenting is a, is a battlefield and it can be a battlefield and it really shouldn't. I've worked really hard over the last six years to ensure that it wasn't um, but over the last two years since uh, my daughter's father partnered you know when you have other women's influence it definitely impacts and it can impact uh, the co-parenting relationship for the better and it can also impact it for the worse and it can impact it for the worse in two ways there is the the impact of I see it for myself is teaching my husband his rights 
teaching my husband to not be manipulated um, and coerced and have a child be the pawn that makes a man do things that is unfair that you know when women snap their little fingers so they think that the man has to hop skip and jump drop everything and not take into consideration that he has a new family and has other children um and women use their children to manipulate men to do things that just keep them in their own cycle of feeling in control and in power even if they're not in a marriage or partnership anymore with that man is that there's a level of toxic and wounded feminine that happens and i've had to teach my husband to have boundaries um to take care of his needs first it's really important and to not allow a woman to just snap her fingers and say you can't have her today and now you can have her and then you can't have her today and no she's not coming she doesn't want to see you and play games play games with men's hearts especially when they really want to participate as being dads so there's so many variants of the co-parenting um, that takes place you've got the dads out there that really want to participate they're the dads that are do anything and they, they're the ones that get manipulated. They're the nice guys, the Mr. Nice Guys. It's actually a thing. That's the people-pleasing aspect of a man, the Mr. Nice Guy. And women know when they, they can use children to get these men to do whatever they want. You've also got the dads who basically would never see their children don't care. They're just like, uh, not really wanting to be a dad and I don't really care. That let the mother raise them um, and then you've got those women there who are like gosh just see your child please you know you don't know what you're doing to them by being absent whereas on the other side of that which is the Mr. Nice Guy the children get used as pawns and they get um, taken away from these men and they get alienated from their children just to manipulate coerce and interfere create drama and problems within their life so that women feel that you know toxic feminine toxic wounded feminine um control manipulation and power and control and then you have see that's what you have you have the women who are the toxic feminine i've definitely been toxic and wounded feminine especially in the first um three years after two rounds of mediation i really got it um what i wanted my daughter's future was not for me to continue manipulating and fighting for things to be in a particular way like always trying to control what he was doing and when he took her here what she wore or what she was doing or who she was around and you know I ended up alleviating a lot of that because I let go of control I let go and just relaxed into and surrendered into parenting and it really shifted um, the parenting dynamic in the most incredible way and we had many years of very successful co-parenting I'm not sh I'm not um, <laughs> immune to my daughter manipulating me and getting me to you know play the game getting me to do what she wants and I know she does the same with the dad and not realizing at times when she is saying things just to say what I want her to hear so it takes a lot of practice and skill for as a parent to really witness your child and be sure that they are telling you the truth and they're not saying what you want 
to hear. Um, and I find and I have found since the communication between her father and I have been has been um, over the last two years since he has repartnered, uh, been it hasn't been the same. So there hasn't been a level of uh, communication that's taking place where we can we can openly discuss these things like they used to. Like we used to be able to discuss when Phoenix was doing things like this, so that we could both work together in ensuring that she would stop trying to people please and stop trying to appease us but since the communication has been um, lost over the last two years that that is something where now she knows that we aren't communicating together we're not working together the same that now she can use that against each of us and then again it's not necessarily the child's fault because it's a learned behavior but it does make it extremely difficult as a parent to know um, what is right for your child. Um, I haven't mastered this skill yet. I'm really just in the depth of it and I'm seeing it a lot more and I'm trying with everything I have to bring a level of honesty back into my daughter and just explaining to her what is necessary for her to know, like what, what, is, what is of the highest for her to know for herself because appeasement in anybody male or female for your future as an adult does not work it takes away personal power from yourself and you lose that depth of connection to who you are when you appease you no longer do things because it lights you up because it's it sets your heart on fire you do things because you're always trying to like um assume and figure out predict what other people's movements are so that you can always be liked so you can always you know get in the right uh in the nook or you know get get the approval and the validation that you are so desperately seeking from outside of yourself so you always do things to make sure people will validate and approve you and it's a terrible way to live because many of us live this way and it's not how i want to raise my children I want my children to have autonomy in their thinking, autonomy in their bodies, autonomy in their life choices, autonomy in their thoughts, feelings and visions for themselves and their future. Like I don't want to over insert myself into what is or what I believe is the way to live. You know, I like to give options, options for them to choose because choice is really powerful. So co-parenting is never an easy thing because, you know, even on the, the male side, men aren't always innocent. You also have manipulative and narcissistic men who really know how to, you know, play the game. And women, the same too, where we, you know, women can be like very nice to your face and act all, um, act all put together and like, you know what you're doing and I'm a really good person, but behind the scenes are very deceptive, very manipulative, um, using coercion and interference and, uh, you know, toxic, wounded, feminine ways. And the males do this too. But either or, on either side, you're always seeing that uh, egoic play out of power, control. And that's where the manipulation, the coercion comes in, is to, to feel powerful. Because most of us just cannot surrender to the art of being a parent, to allowing our, our children to teach us more than we teach them.
It's giving our children the freedom to feel, think and believe as serves them. They are so close to the highest, the highest. They are so close to the infinite creator. Like we, we are adults, we are so much further away that we teach our children to distrust themselves, their intuition. We teach our children to distrust the feelings that come through the antenna of the body. And then we wonder why the world is so disconnected. It's because inside this all we are teaching our children to distrust the very nature that is given to them by the infinite creator. We teach them the ways of this 3D world that are destructive, that do not serve the highest. And we call it love. We call the appeasement love. We tell our children we unconditionally love them, but when they do not serve our agendas, we withdraw that love. And we must look at how this plays out into the future into their future and the future that they're going to create for their children, our grandchildren, and themselves. How can we teach, why are we trying to teach autonomy? Why are we trying to teach um, self-expression in adults when we're trying to heal the wounds of the child in an adult when we should be healing the children now? We should be giving them the powers that have been taken away from us as children and teaching them from this space, teaching them how to connect to their bodies, how to trust their intuition, how to listen to that inner voice, how to navigate their own inner world, how to trust the feelings and the senses that come through the body and what they mean, how to connect with nature, how to do all this biohacking, how to eat to provide vitality and higher vibrational energy whilst also understanding to experience all of the other luxuries and beauties and tastes of the world even if they're unhealthy how do we teach our children to speak their truth if we suppress the truth that they want to speak if we continue to condone the appeasing and not show them a better way, not call them forward. We can't always just be like, oh, they're just children, they don't understand, and yet they do. It's the paradox. The paradox of life is that whilst they don't, they also do understand. How can we help them with the appropriate language that will be absorbed through their ears and into their hearts and into their bodies to understand that it's not necessary to appease and we have to be the ones that stop them from the appeasement stop allowing them to please us and calling it love allowing them to displease us from a place of safety and security and stability For me as a parent, I'm all about honesty. Just be honest with me even if it hurts and I, I will take it. But don't lie to me. Even in that, it's my own way of creating a safety, a safety net around me. 
if I know what's going to happen, then I feel prepared and I don't have to deal with the uncertainty and the uncertainty of the own, my own emotions that I may experience. And even that, there's a level of surrender that can take place that is so much deeper than I'm already experiencing. I don't even know where I was going with any of this. I just wanted to jump on and just share my heart and whatever words just flowed freely from my mouth. Again, this is this one in particular is not a read, written piece. And it's just free-flowing and intuitive and just speaking from my highest and maybe just wanting to relate and speak to those who... who are co-parents maybe in some way there's something I've said here that touches your heart or allows you to contemplate um, yourself contemplate your parenting what do you want for your children's future I think that's a big thing I just want my daughter to live free in herself to freely express herself to speak her truth, to understand her intuition and connect to that beautiful antenna within her body, to know herself so deeply that she would radically accept who she is to speak her truth, even if it hurts others. But being able to speak her truth from a place of depth of integrity and alignment to her highest self, To see herself as a part of a whole and not a separate entity trying to survive but allowing her to know that life isn't just about survival. It is about thriving within the experiences and the abundance of these experiences and allowing them to lead her to wherever it is that her spirit and her soul needs to go. And I'm going to be completely imperfect along this journey, and I, ha I really have been. But I keep calling myself forward to figure out a better way. Another way, another perspective to surrender more, to see myself deeper, to find a solution to figuring out what, what else can be done. And I think right now a lot of it has to do with surrender. As the last couple podcasts, as you would know, is all about surrender. Well, I hope you receive something from this um, <laughs> this just intuitive expression, and I'll speak more into any of these topics, I suppose, um, as time goes on. But thank you for taking the time to be here to listen and to. You know, hold that space for the wisdom that I have spoken. Hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here, to listen, to absorb um, my spoken word. I would usually use this time just to say uh, what my offerings are, but I really don't know what the hell my offerings are at the moment. So if you'd like to follow me further, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at I-A-M-S-S-T-A-R-R, -R, which is I am star. And I look forward to meeting you in that space or continuing to see you here listening to my podcast. Thanks so much.